trying to get myself a cup of coffee here uh, as you were all uh, logging in and uh, trying to see where I'm leaving off here this morning in my greetings to all of you and I'm trying to make sure and get each each and every one that I can because for those that listen later we have a live uh, a live audience that uh, that listens in uh, in the mornings, participates, engages with comments and things of that nature. And so we try to connect with them uh, as we're able to do and say good morning. And they leave comments and all. And so I I like to interact with them. Uh, already coming out of the gate this morning, a prayer requests for those who live in 
Diplohan, uh, Zamboanga area, Philippines. Every time they get heavy rain, their houses in this area get flooded. This is where Christine lives. So praying for Christine. Uh, this is Don's Christine, his my Christine. I don't have a Christine. <clears throat> I have a Wendy. Don has a Christine. And uh, others of you have a Steve or a Donna uh, or a Jack or a Dale or, and some, uh, or James, uh, and some uh, have Jesus as the best companion. And uh, so we acknowledge that here this morning. So uh, we are going to be looking at Mark chapter 4 today, continuing learning lessons from the life of Christ, and uh, we're just kind of continuing on as the text goes, following along with the text. Hey, I I would ask you to pray for me. I have a decision I need to make this week about whether I'm going to sign up to go to Israel uh, next April or not. I'd really like to go um, but I'm just trying to make that decision, partly just Winter's coming, finances, all those different types of things uh, that that all of us would think about. And uh, so I I need to make that decision this week if I'm going to go. I also have an invitation to go to South Sudan. And uh, so just trying to figure out uh, what the Lord would have for me this year. In fact, I was talking to the Lord about that this morning, the question, what do I want to do with my life when I grow up? And... um, you know, you, you ask the same question, and we think about these things on kind of a daily basis. What will I do with, you know, what will I do? And I was thinking about the day. What should I do with the day today and, and so on. And But what does God want? That That's the question. And uh, I would ask that question, what does God want? And so uh, looking to him for his guidance in that way. And... Uh, uh, the benefit uh, of these things, of course, you all usually benefit uh, if I go on places like that because I take you with me and talk about it, and you learn, and so on. So I uh, just appreciate prayers as I give thought to that uh, that possibility this year. So uh, Mark chapter 4, we're going to jump right in here. That day when evening came. Now, this is the day when Jesus had been teaching in the uh, parables. So this is where we we're picking up. and. Uh, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. So they were going to cross the other side of uh, probably the Galilee, Sea of Galilee. Uh, leaving the crowd behind, they they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also others. There were also other boats with him. So they, being the disciples, took Jesus along just as he was. I mean, maybe tired out. It says there are other boats. It says a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Listen to this. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. His disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Now this certainly is going to be uh, a very inspirational consideration this morning. 
as we think about the storms of life. I mean, we metaphorically, I mean, this this is an actual occurrence. What we're reading here isn't a metaphor. Some who do not take the Bible literally would say, this is just a metaphor for the storms of life. No, this is actually uh, actual wind, uh, actual storm, uh, perhaps rains, uh, definitely winds and waves. We don't know about the rains, but definitely the winds and the waves. Uh, And so here's Jesus, tired out as he was, asleep in the stern. And uh, why, why? Why asleep? I mean, you'd think if there's such a storm going on, he would wake up and go, what, what's happening? But he didn't. Uh, a couple of reasons for that. A, probably just flat out exhausted. There is quite an emotional weight that goes with um, bearing people's burdens. There was probably quite an emotional weight going on with, with uh, trying to uh, care for people's needs and meet them where they were. Uh, probably an incredible emotional weight that was there for Jesus. Uh, and so he's tired from, from speaking. He's tired from meeting people's needs. He's tired from uh, constantly coaching the uh, disciples. Uh, and um, he's tired out from the travel. You take all those things. I mean, so you ever get tired from just travel alone? Traveling can be tiring. Uh, or having the oppressive people uh, upon you. Now, Sometimes it isn't that like they're physically right there on you, but sometimes what it is is that you have people who are, uh, you know, demands. I, I don't know about you, but some days I just have it where I just can't take one more demand, one more. When I say demands, it's not like people go, I want my way. I don't mean that. But what I mean is that request, that that uh, one more form to fill out or um, one more inquiry uh, or you know, one more, hey, let's get something on the schedule or one more. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and and you just have those days when it's just you're stacked right up to here. Maybe not even here, but up here, way over your head somewhere stacked up with, with just all the varying demands. And Jesus had all of that going on. He had to make sure that the message was delivered correctly, uh, and that the disciples were getting what was going on. He was just flat out tuckered out. And uh, just the idea that it says in verse 38, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. Verses 35, 36, 37. Let's go to the other side. Jesus knew what was going to happen, perhaps knew. Maybe he could look at the skies and go, might be a squall coming. But leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up. The winds, the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. I mean, it was such a storm that the waves are coming right over the edge. And and you think Jesus would wake up. Uh, you, you think that he would get wet and go, what's going on? But no, he was asleep. Now, I want to talk about this idea of, of sleep and just what was going on in this situation. Um, he's sleeping because he's exhausted, perhaps. that We've already talked about that, alluded to that. In fact, I didn't even allude. I flat out talked about it. Um, <clears throat> but also, I think 
he was able to sleep because he was confident in God's care. Um, he was serene in God's sovereignty. Uh, he, he, he was he was just confident in, in God's care. I mean, I think that's, that's the easiest way to put it, confident in God's care. And so he was able to sleep. Uh, and he would go on down in verse 40 and, and, and say, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Uh, now, there's all kinds of things about where, where he says you, you have no faith. Um, A, don't you realize who's with you and that I'm going to be okay because I am with you? Not only I'm with you as God, but I'm with you as Savior, I'm with you as Messiah, and you have no faith that way. But also, what about faith in the sovereignty of God, the faith in the and just confidence in God's care that, that you would have this confidence uh, and that as life happens that you're just confident that, that in what God is doing. Um, that type of faith, just that, that confidence in God's sovereign control. I think this is why he says what he says down in verse 40. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And in verse 41, they were terrified and asked each other, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? What about you? What about you and the sovereignty of God? What about you and the situations of life in which you find yourself? Are you confident in God's care? Now, I'm not saying that we just put our feet up and you sit back and put our feet up and just kind of coast into life. I'm not saying that. But as we're living life, that we're trusting in God's care for the things that are going on. And this is good good for me. It's just a reminder this morning. I mean, that this is an uber, uber, uber busy time. And uh, uh, things going on. I got a phone call. I was in Bangor on uh, on Saturday, got a call from Wendy about a problem, and you know it, it could be a costly problem, perhaps something that wasn't totally unexpected. Uh, and you, you can start getting feel the, the the tension of oh, we got this to take care of, or that to take care of, or this or that, you know, all kinds of different things. But just to go, okay, God, this is in your hands, this is in your charge, this is in your sovereign plan, and we will trust in you that you, my friend, would be in that same place in your life where you would just simply trust in God. You're trying to walk with God. You're trying to, to have belief, faith in God. You're trying to trust in God. You're trying to uh, be with God. Uh, so God invites you to have confidence in his care for you. Whatever your circumstance, whatever your situation, whatever is going on, whatever storm, whatever squall is blowing over your life right now, that you would trust in God's sovereign care. Now, again, this doesn't mean that we don't work. This doesn't mean that we don't plan. This doesn't mean that we don't evaluate the options, prayerfully evaluate the options, trusting in God's guidance for us. But what it does mean is that in the midst of, of, of facing the things in life, whatever, uh, some of you might have decisions about things like retirement. Some of you might have decisions about things like um, a career change. Some of you might have decisions about a move. 
Uh, some of you might have decisions about and any number of different things that you might trust God. Or there's a storm raging in your life right now. Sometimes the storms of life are external to us. Sometimes it's the car broke down. I don't know uh, that I have the resources to fix it. Uh, sometimes it's uh, that you just feel so oppressed within, disillusioned, disoriented, disorientated, uh, maybe depressed, uh, despairing of life, all of those things. In the midst of life, to, to, to bring to God the squalls, to bring to God the storm that is raging in your life, and, and thinking of this story, of this incident that we have that we're reading about here in Mark chapter 4, uh, that, that Jesus is with us, Jesus will care for us, Jesus will see us through. In fact, I would say to you right now, just to say these words, Jesus will see me through. To have that confidence, Jesus will see you through whatever the storm is. Uh, one person saying it can be hard to completely trust him through the storms in life and the plans for your life, and it can it can be exceptionally hard, and uh, you know, knowing some of the circumstances that that many different people go through, it can be exceptionally challenging. And uh, you feel alone. You feel uh, spun around. You feel um, like you're 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 in a tidal wave, or you're in a whirlpool that's just sucking you down, uh, and. and there are some things that are easier to face than others. Okay, so you need new brakes on your vehicle, and it's going to cost you $400. Okay, or $600 or $800 or whatever it is these days. Um, okay, that, that is one storm of life. That is a, a temporary storm of life that, that maybe someone helps you get your brakes fixed or something like that. And, and what I'm talking about is just an illustration. I don't know of anybody right now that needs their brakes fixed that I know directly sure somebody does, but but then there are other things that can last for years in your life, challenges, difficulties that can last for years, and uh, uh, things over which you have no control. I think of uh, a, a few ladies in, in our church family that are going through very difficult things in their life uh, as a result of relationships and uh, marriage or relationships or just incredible difficulties that that leave them on edge every day, leave their emotions frayed every day. And, uh, you know, to those folks, I, I, I say, trust in Jesus. And I know you would say to me, that's so trite. Well, it, it's trite, but it's also truth. It's also the call of God in our life as the storm is blowing, as the storm is raging, as you feel your boat is about to sink. Trust in Jesus. That simple song, trust in Jesus, trust in Jesus. Uh, he said to them here in this passage, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And, and they were terrified and asked each other, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? The storm that blows in your life uh, might take you a different direction. It might take you someplace you weren't planning on. God might try to be directing you somewhere else in your life. 
Maybe it's somewhere else in a career. Maybe it's somewhere else in where you live. Maybe it's somewhere else in any number of different ways. Uh, and the question is, are we willing to allow the storm, the winds, uh, to blow us to where it is that God is trying to take us? Sometimes we resist. Sometimes we fight. Sometimes um, we don't want to go where the storm might be taking us. But if we say, God, I'm going to let you take me where you take me and trust in him, uh, he can do far exceedingly above and beyond what your wildest imaginations could possibly be. Uh, here's a great comment. It says, it's very difficult to go through storms, and I have been through many. But God has and is faithful and has always carried me through, and I've come to love him more and more. When I think back on the storms he brought me through, I am in awe of who he is. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful testimony. And, uh, it, and those of you that are live can see in the comments uh, who is writing that. And uh, uh, what a testimony of the storms. And, and some of you right now are going through incredible storms. I want to encourage you, look at who is giving the testimony you know who you are that's going through the storm. I, I want to encourage you to reach out to the person with the testimony. And the reason I want to encourage you to reach out to the person with the testimony is that they can pray for you. You can maybe hear their story. Uh, they can encourage. They can inspire you. Uh, and uh, we need each other in those types of ways. I just want to read this one more time. Then we're going to go into another uh, section in Chapter 5. Um Pick up at verse 37, a scurious, a, scurious, right? a furious squall came up, uh, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. I mean, you might feel like your boat, your life is being swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. Why could he sleep in the midst of this? A, he was exhausted. B, he just had full confidence in, uh, in his heavenly Father, and as we should have full confidence in our heavenly Father. Uh, Jesus in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified even more, perhaps, than at the storm. They were now terrified at Jesus and asked each other, Who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him. I think there's something else here that I need to uh, pull out before we move to another section. Uh, there's a couple things. I think Jesus knows when he needs to stop the storms in our life. Obviously, he believed he was going to be okay going through the storm that, that he was going through and that they were going through, and so much so that he could sleep up in the front of the boat. Um. But also, he knew that they needed for him to quiet the storm. They needed that. They couldn't take it no more. They, they needed for him to, uh, to say what he said. Now, there were a couple things. A, they needed to see this. They needed to have their fears relieved. And the only way their fears are going to be relieved is if the storm was calmed. Jesus knew that. He also knew that perhaps they could have ridden that storm right on through and been just fine, but he knew that they needed for him to say, quiet, be still, to the winds and to the waves for a couple reasons. A, their faith wasn't strong enough to endure beyond that. 
Secondly, they needed to see his power. Sometimes we need to see his power in our lives as well. And he knows when we need to see the power. He knows when we can keep on going with the winds and with the waves and with the storm. He knows that we can, when we can keep going, but he also knows when we are at our breaking point. He knows when we cannot take anymore, and he knows when to say to the winds and the waves of your life, stop. Now, if we would have our way, we would say, hey, they can stop just about the time they start any moment now. But Jesus knows sometimes we need to go through those storms because those storms will strengthen our faith. The storm that they endured certainly strengthened their faith. It caused them to have an incredible awe of him because it said they were terrified and asked each other, who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Now there, I, I note some comment uh, over in the comments. Uh, um, just somebody replying. It was Nell who gave the testimony here. And when replying, I watched your loving compassion yesterday. I want to say it's inspiring to witness your outward, uh, outward love for Jesus. And uh, it is. Um, I had a wonderful phone call yesterday afternoon. My uh, spiritual, spiritual parents, George and Barbara, George now 91, Barbara now 82 years of age, called, and we chatted for an hour or so yesterday. This is the couple that in my life invested all kinds of hours each evening. I would go to their house just almost every single night I went to their house and they spiritually fed me, coached me, directed me. So yesterday talking with George, we went right back just like old times and jumped right into scripture. And uh, they were that type of people that inspired in me the, the love for Christ. And uh, here, testimony to you uh, about trusting in God, and testimony about the compassion that we can give to other people. Another comment says, sometimes you wonder how it can strengthen your faith when you're, when you're ready to completely give up. God knows that. Now, here, here's, uh, I might not get to the other scripture today. I think I'm not going to go there today. Um, Another person saying, I used to give trials over to Jesus as a last resort. Now I'm better at doing this early on when the trials come. We learn. Um, now, I, I want to talk about, in response to sometimes you want to strengthen your faith, faith and you're ready to give up. Um, sometimes it's for us, when the storm is the greatest, and the delivery, uh, it makes the delivery from the storm even greater uh, as we press in. Now, I, I want to say something else. We have responsibility. Uh, I, I, I think of people who were told as an example, and I'm not trying to be uh, uncompassionate here, uh, but people who were told in, in certain places in Florida, you need to get out. They said, no, we've been through hurricanes before. We'll, we'll stare down this hurricane um, and lost it all, perhaps some who lost life. 
uh, because they didn't take the preventative measures they could have taken. Sometimes we have to take steps ourselves. I will tell you, I know in my life, sometimes I shoot myself in the foot. What do I mean by that? There are things that that I don't do that I need to do. There are steps that I take that maybe I don't take. And it's not God's fault that I'm going through something that I'm going through. It's my fault that uh, sometimes I'm going through what I'm going through because I haven't taken the steps I need to take. Uh, Sometimes we we have to take steps toward change. Sometimes we have to uh, leave, leave town to get out of the eye of the storm. Uh, th- those are truths. Uh, sometimes uh, we need to go a different direction. What is the definition of insanity? You know what the definition of insanity is. I'm not going to tell you what the definition of insanity is because I know that you know what the definition of insanity is. What is it? Definition of insanity is doing the same thing the same way and expecting a different result. That's, that's the definition of insanity. Sometimes it's just like we need to change things up in a really significant way. And uh, if, if what you're doing isn't working, you do something different. So um, even there, our, our faith can be strengthened. I know that some of you, because I know what some of you are going through, uh, at least to uh, some measure, I know what you're going through. And I know how trite what I'm saying can be, or at least how it can sound. But I want to tell you, it is not trite. It is truth. And uh, uh, we need to believe this truth. We need to take right hold of this truth. Sometimes we need to ask Jesus to rebuke the winds and the waves in our life. Um We want to rebuke the winds and the waves in our life, but we need Jesus to rebuke the winds and the waves in our life, and he can do an absolutely incredible thing. Notice it wasn't that they didn't go through a storm. They went through a storm. Uh, It isn't that they didn't experience uh, getting wet. They got wet. It wasn't that their boat wasn't about to sink. It says it was about to be swamped. All these things were true in their lives. They were going through something incredibly difficult um, in terms of of this real-life storm that they experienced, but Jesus was with them. My prayer for you is that you will grow in your confidence in Jesus, just confident in Jesus. And, you know, so even to me this morning with some of the things that I'm thinking about uh, that I have on my plate, uh, just the confidence in Jesus. Okay, Lord, help me with this. I'm going to trust you in that. I'm going to trust you in this. These different things that we trust him in, we look to him and we trust him. Uh, and, and we come to the place where we go through life walking with Jesus uh, and, and just trusting in him. And okay, there's a storm happening. I'm trusting in God and God's going to bring me through this. To come to that place in our lives where we have that type of confident trust in his care. Uh, also in the comments, let me take a look here at the comments. Two weeks ago, my husband and I took my sister out to supper as we were gathering to get ready, ready to go. This is in the comments. The Holy Spirit uh, directed me to take some of the photo cards I make and give them to the waitress that would be serving us. So I did. Uh, we did not know each other, never seen each other before. When we were leaving the restaurant, she told me that she had been having the worst day of her life, and I had made her day. 
I am in awe of God's love for that woman. And just just the prompting of the Spirit to give somebody a card. Um, you know, we, we had a conversation this week in our Walk Like Jesus study. You know, was it that Jesus knew because we believe Jesus laid aside his, he didn't lean into the God card. He didn't lean into um, his deity. He lived in his humanity and he observed things and uh, the spirit prompted prompted him as well. So we observe things, the spirit prompts us, we take action and we find out that somebody is having the worst day of their life and you do something that brings them encouragement. So for us to learn to walk with God in these kinds of ways is absolutely incredible. So friends, I'm going to stop there today. This is a passage that you could go back and read and reread. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 31. You could think about the storms in your life, whatever they might be. And uh, you guys are having some great, great comments this morning. It can be difficult to trust how to trust how change will be the right decision for us. That's when we trust in we. That's when our trust in God has to overcome our fear. Uh, I recently had to make a very difficult decision, and I had to trust Him, even after I made the decision. I wasn't sure if I'd done the right thing. Recently, he confirmed it was the right way. Praise God! And there's there's just a great great testimony there, and that's what that's where faith comes into play. We we can't always see what the outcome will be. We can't always see that that yeah this this is exactly the right thing uh, to do. We we don't always know that, and uh, so we we take the step, uh, believing. We take the step hoping. We take the step uh, just trusting God. And, you know, if we're really prayerful, really looking to him, I believe he is going to make the circumstances work out if we're really looking to him. That's his promise. Uh, You don't know what you need to do. It says don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge God and he will make your path straight. I believe he'll do that. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that God will make your path straight. Lord, help us. Help us to trust in you. Help us to grow in our faith. Help us to grow in our obedience. Uh, Help us to grow in uh, our confidence in your care. Uh, If we need to take steps and make changes, Lord, help us to know to take the steps and make the changes. Uh, Lord, if there are people around us who are giving us counsel and we're ignoring the counsel, help us to have the courage to listen to that counsel and take the steps that we need. Lord, I know that there are people in our listening audience live who are um, going through and have been going through absolutely incredible trials in their life. Lord, it is my prayer that uh, they would experience your comfort, they would experience your care, that they'd experience your direction, that they'd experience your compassion, that they'd experience your provision, that, Lord, when, when they don't have the strength to take the step, that you would either just kind of push them into the step uh, or that you would bring the step to them uh, and, and make things begin to happen when they do not have the strength to, uh, to take the step. So, Lord, we look to you this morning. In the name of Jesus, help us to be confident in your care 
regardless of our circumstance. Lord, we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap for today. We'll pick back up in Mark chapter 5 tomorrow. Have a fantastic day, everyone. I will see you then.